So um, I just wanted to make this quick segment here um, on uh, the new Batman film that just came out and was directed by um, Matt Reeves. Now, I really like this film, and I want to tell you guys why I really enjoyed this film. Um, one of the reasons why I really enjoyed this film, and let me just turn this down here so um, you can hear me a little bit better. So, like, one of the reasons why I really enjoyed this film is um, just the way that they portrayed Batman in this film. Because, like, you see where Matt Reeves is going with this Batman film? He wasn't, like, you know, trying to show you a Batman all grown up and fully developed and, you know, kind of like the Nolan Batman. Now, Nolan has done some things where he has shown Batman becoming Batman, but I feel like Matt Reeves has done a better job here with portraying Batman as earlier in his uh, career as Batman. Like, he really gets it down really well. You feel like Batman is almost not Batman yet. He He's becoming Batman, but he still doesn't know, like, where to go with this whole Batman thing. Um, and I'm going to be talking about some spoilers here. So if you don't want to hear about spoilers, um, then click off this podcast and listen to something else, maybe. But anyways, um, I wanted to talk about um, you know, kind of some of the things that I saw in the film that were, were kind of cool. Um, I, I like the fight scenes because they they felt like they weren't fully polished. Uh, Batman didn't feel fully polished, that is, in his combat. Um, it, it feels like he's getting used to it all. It feels like he's becoming Batman, but he's, like, not fully there yet, and it's pretty cool, man, it really is cool, Um, it's not exactly like an origin story, I wouldn't call it, like, an origin story, Um, you know, but I think Reeves has done a fantastic job, not only do you get, not only is it dark, gritty, um, and not only does it do a fantastic job at introducing you into the world of Batman, because I feel like it just does a, such a great job at introducing you to who Batman was before he became the iconic Batman, you know? So I, this movie just does a fantastic job of introducing you into the world of Batman. And, uh, but I'll tell you what, like, it's really incredible how good the cinematography is. I know Matt Reeves was like a really talented director. And um, I know he's done some pretty good films. Um, I believe Reeves has done like Cloverfield and stuff like that. I'm going to pull up his um, his discography of uh, movies here. And we're going to check him out. But he's he's by no means a, you know... A noob 
when it comes to making good movies. Um, so yeah, he made like Cloverfield. He made um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, a lot of those type of movies. But Cloverfield like is one of the movies that I think it reviewed pretty well. Yeah, I mean, it got a 78 on Rotten Tomatoes, 7 out of 10 on IMDb. Um, it's not, I don't think it's his highest film, though. I think he's done, like, better films than that. But let's go on his page. We're just going to check out some of the films that he has done. So you're familiar with Matt Reese as a director. So I guess he was like a writer on Let Me In. Um, he's kind of young. To be honest, he's, he's really young. But, yeah, I'm kind of surprised at how young he is. But, um, yeah, he... He's always had potential, though, Matt Reeves. Um, he's been around for quite a while, though. I shouldn't, like, say he's, like, really young. Um, yeah, he's not really that young, but let me see what he's known for. Yeah, so that's basically it. What he's really known for is Let Me In, being a writer on there. War for the Planet of the Apes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Cloverfield. Um, that's what he's really known for. Um, I could probably pull up some other movies that are pretty decent as well. Um, but, you know, Reeves is not a bad director. He, he's pretty good. Um, so, uh, you know, I want to go into uh, some of the things that I really liked about this Batman film. And it, it just was really cool to see the relationships that Batman had with Catwoman. And um, instead of bringing in, like, a, a very dark, dark uh, penguin, the penguin in this one is is a lot more different than the penguin from the... Uh, Batman films that, uh, what's his face did? I, I know who played Batman in those movies. Michael Keaton played Batman, but who directed them? I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Duh. Tim Burton. Um, I feel like Tim Burton kind of portrayed uh, the Penguin in his films as, like, really dark. And kind of like vulnerable a little bit. Um, but this penguin, like, it felt like he wasn't so, like, defenseless. It felt like he had a fighting chance against against people. Um, and I kind of like that. I, I really do. I, I I like that they went that route. And the the chase scene uh, with, with Penguin and Batman was really neat. It was like one of the highlights of the movie. Uh, I don't think it was the number one highlight of this movie. I'll tell you which scene I, I really, really liked. It was my favorite scene. Well, some of them. 
Um, I really liked the funeral scene. Um, I thought that was a really cool scene. They had, like, the Ava Maria uh, song playing, and um, it just was a really cool scene. And I, I felt like they did a really good job with Two-Face. Or, or No, 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 it's not Two-Face. It's, uh, why did I say Two-Face? It's not Two-Face. It's, what's his name? The Riddler. I thought they did a really good job with the Riddler. Um, you know, uh, I really liked when Jim Carrey played the Riddler, but they did a good job with this one. This Riddler was a lot more scarier. Um, and, you know, like all the characters in this movie kind of knocked it out of the park. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with other people. I definitely think this will get a sequel. There's no doubt about it. Um, but the one of the really cool scenes of this film is when Batman's going to a funeral and as he's going to the funeral, like the Riddler kind of crashes it and he um, basically straps a bomb to one of the um, like cops or um, he's like a like kind of like, what do you call him, like a DEA type guy, like he busts like drug kingpins and stuff, but he's, I think he's kind of dirty a little bit, and so like the Riddler like attaches a bomb to him, and everybody in the funeral is in jeopardy, and um, so Batman is like trying to stop it, and he's talking through the Riddler uh, through video chat, and you know, he's just trying to make him to stop it. And uh, it was a really cool scene. They had the Ave Maria song playing in the background and a lot of action in that scene. Um, it's a really cool sequence because he actually uh, crashes in there with a car and the bomb is attached to the man. Um, and uh, everybody's afraid that it's going to go off and then Batman saves the day. Um, but... It was really cool, but I'll tell you the highlight of this movie. So, the Gotham City floods, right? And when it floods, um, everything is going underwater, you know. <laughs> Obviously, Captain Obvious. But as everything is going underwater, there are these people under, like, this bridge-like thing, right? And they're drowning. They're, they're going underwater. And Batman is, is fighting on some kind of, like, tower thing. He's fighting the Riddler and his um, goons on top of that. And so Batman is, like, attached, and he's dangling from this uh, ledge. And he's about to, like, fall, but, like, he's trying to help himself back up. But then he sees those people down below that are trapped underneath the bridge, and the water is, is gonna, about to drown them. So Batman, like, cuts himself down, and he falls into the water and then proceeds to go over to the people who are about to drown underneath, like, the bridge-like thing. Um, and he has, like, some kind of, like, flare thing, like a flare, like, flashlight. And he lights that, um, and he goes over to the people, and he uh, he's carrying something, like, he's 
has them by his side and he's, you know, basically rescuing them. He's rescuing the children and the mothers and the whole entire family. He rescues them all um, from utter destruction. And like, that was so cool, man. Like it was such a great, great scene. I don't think enough people are going to talk about this scene, but like, I thought that was like the best scene in the entire movie. Like, Leading up to that scene, I, I thought it was a pretty good movie, but then I, I saw that scene, I was like, man, this movie is really good. Um, and so, like, I thought that scene was really cool. Um, what was another cool scene? Hmm. Oh, not only is this movie, like, a detective, like, noir type film um it's it's a lot more dark than a lot of other batmans uh tim burton's batman is pretty dark too but this one is is really really dark but it's not dark in a bad way there there are some things that that don't make it so like overly dark so if you're a fan of Batman, I think you're going to really love this film. It also pays homage to the video games as well, to the most recent ones. There, there's this one scene in it where uh, in the video games, you are, are going to like kind of like this clockwork tower type thing. And you're basically trying to stop Catwoman from, from stealing something from the safe. And they actually had the scene in the movie. It was is pretty cool. And, um, you know, I, I like Tim Burton's Catwoman a lot better than this one. But the Catwoman, the, the woman who played Catwoman in this was pretty good. She's, she's a really good actor, and she really crushed it with her performance. I, I really liked it. But, I mean, hey, here's the thing. Like, if you're looking for this movie to be a better film than the Tim Burton or the Christopher Nolan ones, I don't think it really edges out like um, like Batman Begins or Batman Returns. That is not Batman Begins. Um, I don't think it really like is better than that film. But it's close, man. Like, it, it's just a really great film. It really is. But the reason why I don't think it edges out Batman Returns is because, I mean, dude, like, Penguin was just, like, terrifying um, at that time. And, and they made, they, like, crushed it with Penguin in that movie. Like, Danny DeVito gave, like, an Oscar performance as Penguin. Like, it, that was, like, a spectacular performance by him. And Michael Keaton, like, it, he's by far the best Bruce Wayne of all time. Like, I, I just really think he is. Um, but I'll tell you what, like, Robert Pattinson just really did a great job with Batman and with Bruce Wayne. Um, he just was really good as, as Bruce Wayne. You, you could really buy that he was, you know, kind of like an upscaled businessman who just lost his father. Like, and that's one thing that I don't think is talked about here is um, you get to see 
the um, broken-hearted Bruce Wayne. Like Bruce Wayne, you 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 can see that Bruce Wayne has a broken heart in this movie, and you see that with Robert Pattinson playing Bruce Wayne in this film. You, you really do see it, and you really do buy it. Like that's one thing that Robert Pattinson does so well is he he portrays Bruce Wayne in in a way where you're like this guy's got a really broken heart and he's really trying to seek vengeance after the people who killed his parents like and you really do buy it like he's he's vulnerable in this movie he's sad he's broken hearted and i feel like that's what batman should be like um and the critics, like the critics that are not going to rate this a 99 or 100 or like 93 or whatever Spider-Man got, it got around to 90 something. The reason why they're not going to rate this film that high, I mean, it did get an 85 and it did get a 90 from the audience. But the reason why it won't get a high, as high of, as a score as the Spider-Man movie is because it's dark. And... It is a better film than the Spider-Man movie, in my eyes. Way better film. I personally thought the new Spider-Man film was overrated. I I hated it. But that's just me. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody's going to see something, see things differently, that is. So, I really like the Batman film. It was a fantastic film. I can't wait to see what they do with the next Batman film and Joker. Um, but just a great film. Um, if I were to give this film, um, a rating, let's see. I mean, an 85 is pretty generous. Uh, I thought Rotten Tomatoes kind of scored it accurately, but you know what? It's tough to give it a higher higher than an 85 because I don't think that it's hmm. – here's the thing. Superhero movies are different than what they were before, and they're way different than what they were back in Tim Burton today. And so for a superhero film today – I would probably give it a 90, 90-something 90 at least. I'd probably give it like a 94, a little bit higher than the Spider-Man film, although I would rate the Spider-Man film a lot lower than that. Uh, I'd probably give the Spider-Man film a 71. Uh, I, don't, I would not give it a 90. It does not deserve a 90, and it does not even deserve like a high 80. Um, just it wasn't that great but that's just me but uh i hope you liked my review of batman the batman with uh robert pattison and um a bunch of other people um uh sorry that i didn't name any of the other actors but i, I can i can name some of the other people actually yeah colin farrell was in it jeffrey wright was in it uh, Zoe Kravitz was in it, and uh, 
the guy who plays the Riddler was uh, Paul Dano. So that's a couple of people who were in it, but I hope you liked my review, like I said. And uh, I think I'll review more movies. I, I kind of like doing it. And I'm going to have more of my friends come on the podcast and talk about what they thought about the Batman. Or talk about, or give their review on the Batman pretty soon. And we'll have like a roundtable discussion. But anyways, that's all I have to say. And I'll talk with you guys soon. So I wanted to talk about the Yankees and some of the moves that they made this um, offseason. Um, so the Yankees have made one big trade, and it's a trade for Josh Donaldson and a shortstop who was originally part of the Texas Rangers organization. And I don't even want to try to say this guy's name. It's something like Iser Kiner, Isaiah Kiner Falafel. Or something like that. I don't know. Um, but uh, let's break down his numbers last year. So this guy had 172 hits. His hard hit percentage is not as high as you want it to be, but he still had 170 something hits. He has a low strikeout rate. He doesn't strike out a lot. He's not an on base percentage guy. He's not a big on base percentage guy, that is. But that's okay because you have high on-base percentage guys in this Yankees lineup with Judge Stanton um, and um, LeMay, who gets on base enough. Glaber Torres, when he's going good, gets on base enough. You really don't need another high on-base percentage guy. And I also see the Yankees bring in another first baseman as well, whether it's Rizzo or Freddie Freeman. Both of those guys get on base at a reasonable rate. So I do see the Yankees, you know, upgrading first base. I don't see them going into the season with just Luke Voigt and DJ LeMay, who has a backup option. They could, but I don't see it happening. Um, you know, you look at the Yankees bullpen. I think it's good enough. I, I like the Yankees bullpen. I think it's fine. I don't think you have to really spend big on the bullpen. The Yankees have Clay Holmes. They also have still Domingo Herman, who throws better in the pen. They have Michael King. They have, they still have Britain. They still have Chapman. You, you got to think that Britain's going to come back and pitch better than he did last year and stay healthy. Chapman, Chapman's Chapman. You know, he, he's probably going to be good this year, uh, but you never know. He, he's a little bit older now. Uh, his fastball still. It's still a plus pitch for him. You know, it's still a good fastball. He added the splitter. He's still pretty good. I still think he's, you know, overpaid, though. I really do. The guy's a Hall of Famer, but I still think he's overpaid. Um, but the Yankees rotation, they're going into the season with uh, Garrett Cole, Luis Severino, uh, Jordan Montgomery, Nestor Cortez, probably, and... Take your pick with every last guy that's on the staff. You know, um, doesn't really matter to me. What matters is Severino goes out there, pitches like the Severino of old, pitches like his old self. Because when this guy first came up, his first two seasons were pretty good. You know, he stayed healthy. He pitched around 180 to 190 innings, and he was, for the most part, pretty durable. And he, um, 
proved a lot of people wrong that said like Severino can't stay healthy. So, you know, I like Severino. I, I think he can be a valuable starter for the Yankees. He has that blazing fastball still. He has a changeup that he's been working on for a couple of years. He still has the slider. I think Severino is going to be good. And if he's not, he's not that far away from free agency. So I, I think the Yankees will be fine. I look for Jamison Tyone to be kind of sort of, you know, like a number three, pretty good starter. But you wonder if he's going to stay healthy this year. He's got to stay healthy. He seems pretty committed to staying healthy. I, I was listening to him on uh, John Boy's channel, um, John Boy and Jake's channel. They were talking with uh, Tyone and they were, had an interview with him and he, Tyone talked about how he really wanted to stay healthy and, you know, it really got to him that he got hurt last year. Um, but he talked about his second half and I mean, Tyone was one of the better starters in the American league in, in the second half. You know, he really put together a run where he was just really, really good. He looked really great. Um, so I look for Tyone to kind of pick up where he left off in the second half. I just hope he stays healthy because this guy has number two starter stuff. He really does. He could be really, really good. Um, and, and, you know, Garrett Cole is Garrett Cole. You know, he's one of the best starters in the American League. So I like Cole. I think this staff is good enough. Um, I just didn't see the Yankees spending big money on Carlos Rendon. I just didn't. I just didn't see it. Um you know, I think their rotation should be all right. There are some question marks, but it should be all right. Um, you know, they go into the season with Glaber Torres probably at second base, bear in the trade. They have uh, the new shortstop that they picked up in the trade. Donaldson's at third. At catcher, I mean, I hope that this isn't the case, but it's probably going to be uh, Higgy and uh, Ben uh I don't even know how to say this guy's name. Uh, Redwort or something like that. Redwort, something like that. I don't know. But he's going to be a catcher. He's probably going to platoon with Higgy, which, you know, listen, I'm not really that big on that. You know, both guys are um, about a five defensive run saved. But, you know, what are you going to get offensively from these guys? Both of these guys are not everyday starting catchers. You know, it's just I'm not a big fan of it. I, I expect the Yankees to really upgrade catcher at some point in the season. I can't see them, you know, staying with this kind of platoon. It, it's just I don't think it's really that smart, but we'll see what happens at catcher. I think catching wise, the Yankees don't have much depth there. You do have Austin Wells in the minors, but he's a little bit away. away. Um so I see more Austin Wells as like a first baseman slash DH type. Um, you know, he's like Luke Voigt. He's a really good, he's an impressive hitter. He can really hit. So we'll see what happens. Um, I don't really see Austin Wells up at the big leagues this year unless his bat gets in there, which, you know, it's possible, but I don't really see him this year. Um you know, that's pretty much all I have to say. I just wanted to wrap up um, how I felt about this trade. I like it. I think you get 
a better third baseman than Josh Donaldson when it comes to offensive profile. When it comes to defense, Josh Donaldson was around like one uh, defensive run save type player. So that's okay. It's above average. Um, I, I think if he stays healthy, he can do better than that at third base. Gio Rochelle is a guy. Uh, I think he's a nice guy. I, you know, I loved him in our organization. He was a good clubhouse guy. He had that one year with the Yankees where he like really hit really well. And, you know, he kind of regressed last year, but I, I think he's kind of like a juice ball guy. Um, I don't think he's a big power guy. Um, and when I say juice ball, I don't think he was taking steroids, but I just think that, um, you know, when they were doctoring the baseballs and, you know, it, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you know, please look it up, do your research. Um, but, yeah, I, I just don't see G. Rochelle as one of those legitimate, like, power hitters, guy who hits for 300 average. And I don't think that G. Rochelle is that type of guy. Um, but I wish G. Rochelle the best. And, and Sam, same with Sanchez. I mean, I, I didn't really talk about Sanchez uh, that much, but I think Sanchez is a great guy. I, I don't think the Yankees organization were – thinking Sanchez was like toxic or anything like that. I do think, I do agree with Michael K. I think that the media really got to Sanchez. It got really in his head. There was a lot of reports on that. And um, I don't think it's the only reason why Sanchez became the player that he is today. I think there's a lot of uh, things that just went wrong. Um, could be something wrong with his swing. The Yankees just don't have like really the, coaching to really pick up on it it, it who really knows i mean it, it's kind of weird that sanchez completely fell off when joe girardi left you know it's really weird but what happened is like some people actually claim that sanchez was one of the reasons why joe left it was either trading sanchez or firing joe girardi and, and that's weird to me i don't know if i believe that but Gary just didn't work out. He had all the chances. I'm not going to sit here and say that the Yankees didn't give Gary a chance. I think they did. Um, I just think, you know, I, I'm really 50-50 with this trade. I think that while I think we got okay value back for Sanchez, Sanchez is one of those guys that could just, you know, arrive with the Twins and hit 40 home runs. So we'll see what happens. I think that the Yankees will get good production out of Josh Donaldson. I think they'll get good production out of the shortstop that they got back. He's a very, very good defender. He won the gold glove in a shortened season, but he's still a really good defender. He's He stole some bases last year, reasonable amount of bases. Um, you know, so the Yankees in the beginning of the offseason said they want to get younger. They want to get, um, you know, more athletic. I think they more so said they want to get more athletic. They do get more athletic with the with the pickup of the shortstop guy. Uh, I don't think they get more athletic with Josh Donaldson, but he's like a throw-in uh, player. You know, I, I think he was more like a salary dump player, but he did hit 26 home runs. So, you know, for being a throw-in player of, of this kind of trade, because the, the shortstop is really the, the guy that is the centerpiece of this trade. So, you know, you do get a guy that's a throw-in piece, but he did hit 26 home runs. He was an above-average hitter last year, so you hope that he can be that this year. He is older, but I hope the Yankees just manage him pretty well, and he's okay. But uh, that's my thoughts on the state of the Yankees right now. I think that they got 
a, a pretty good team right now. I don't think they're done with their offseason moves. Um, I, I don't care what anybody says. I still think they're in um, Freeman. You know, uh, here's the thing with Freeman, though. I think that it's very possible that Freeman will sign with the Dodgers. Um, I just I look at the Yankees payroll. Stanton is making twenty nine million. Not too bad for the player that he is. But Josh Donaldson's making fifty million. You are paying Cole a lot. I just don't know how you fit Freeman into the payroll. But I've always said that you have Aaron Judge becoming a free agent next year, right? And if you want to put together the best possible team, they go out and sign Freeman and worry about re-signing Judge when that time comes. You could potentially sign Freeman and re-sign Judge and still make it work payroll-wise because of the new CBA negotiations. Like, the Yankees have more money to spend than before these negotiations. I'm not saying that the Yankees won't be handcuffed financially going forward if they do, because they will. You know, you have to factor in tomorrow as well. There are going to be some free agents in the next couple of years that the Yankees might want to go after. What if the Yankees want to go after Trey Turner? But they signed Freeman, so how are they going to pay Trey Turner if they signed Freeman and re-signed Judge and still have Cole on the books and still have Stanton on the books? It's impossible. So you have to factor in the future as well. I've always said that the Yankees are not just trying to build for now. They're also always trying to build for the future. That's what separates them from other organizations. That's why they're so successful. And other organizations, they win one year, and then they completely fizzle out the next year. The Yankees don't. They stay competitive every single year because they keep their young players, and they continue to wait on the right players in free agency. So we'll see what happens. Um, That's my thoughts on the New York Yankees. I hope that if you continue to watch this podcast, you follow my blog. It is Motivational Blogger 23. I will be posting that. I will be posting this segment there, that is. And I hope that you comment on it. I hope that you like it. Um, Eventually, I'm thinking about kind of uh, uploading these to YouTube. I just haven't fully figured it out yet, but I hope that you like this segment and i hope you all have a great uh couple of days coming up and i'll talk with you guys soon